Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and we are back with the whole crew again. For the second week in a row, we have Charity. That's me. We have Stephanie. Hey, friend. We have Randy. Hey, boo boo boo. <laughs> what in the world? Okay. And then Rusty is here. Hello. And the young man from North Carolina is here as well. It's Mark. Yeah. So, welcome to WDW for Families. And we are back with another trip report episode. Uh, you guys are going to have to stop going so often uh, because it feels like every every two or three shows we're coming back with a trip report show. So, uh, Stephanie, you just got back from Universal in January, and Charity, you just got back from Walt Disney World. So that's what we're going to talk about today, and uh, how is everybody? I, I didn't even do an introduction. How is everybody? Everybody doing well? Any, doing well. I'm, I'm kind of feeling jealous. Brandy's out there eating some cookies, and I do not have cookies with me, so I'm kind of jealous right now. It's actually Brandy. a York peppermint patty. I eat really? every podcast. Yeah, Randy always has some sort of cookie or sweet that he's eating, and it's making everyone jealous on the podcast when we record. All right. So uh, what's happening down in Alabama? Anything interesting right now these days, Rusty? No, man. We're just still celebrating national championships down here. and Oh. So that's kind of what we do all, all year long. So. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of the opposite, how are things in Tennessee, Stephanie? Uh, things are great. I'm, I'm dreaming about going somewhere tropical. And, um, you know, as I price out stuff for other people, I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. So I'm just dreaming. So how, how about things up north, Charity? It is cold. I am just back from the warmer weather and like stephanie i am thinking about going back to the warmer weather because it is it's really cold all right out east what's going on in the carolinas mark we're uh we're a little depressed because it's been a month since i was at disney so uh i'm a little post disney depression going on well let's talk about it let's the best way to heal our disney wounds is to talk about uh the thing we miss and we're going to talk about Universal and Disney tonight. First of all, we're going to talk about a little Universal with Stephanie. Stephanie, you were at Universal while uh, Mark and I were at Disney. So uh, you guys have all prepared questions. And we're just going to ask Stephanie some real quick questions about her trip to Universal. Rusty, uh, Charity, we're going to start with you. Yeah. Um, I am super curious how things went for your trip. Where did you day and how long were you there okay this was a christmas present for my kids and you know since we've had so many cancellations with things of course we didn't want to tell them until the last minute <laughs> so we finally revealed to them that we were going to universal but robbie and i were already down there we were at a conference so for the first time we had our kids fly together without us which was very adventurous for us and very interesting. You know, we're explaining everything beforehand. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna do this, this, this. And and let me remind you, we're going to Universal. So we go through everything and 
then we get to the airport and my son goes, and then I get on the Disney's Magic Express. And I was like, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to Disney. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But we, uh, we had How a, old's a your oldest? little bit of, at 16. Okay. So 16 and 11. We were doing a long weekend. Uh, it was basically Thursday and then coming home on Sunday. So um, we wanted to stay on site. And, you know, if you stay at one of their premier hotels, you get the express passes for free. So we went and stayed at Royal Pacific, which is the least expensive usually of those premier hotels. We hadn't stayed there. Robbie and I had stayed there about um, 16 years ago. So it had been a long time. uh, So we enjoyed staying there. Stephanie, for for our listeners that maybe haven't been to Universal, could you explain what parks they have and then tell us what uh, parks you you went to and what you did? Sure. So basically they have Universal Studios and they have Islands of Adventure are their two theme parks. And the nice thing about Universal's is that they are connected to each other and you can either walk from one entrance to another or you can um if you have parked park tickets you can take the hogwarts express which is an attraction and also takes you from one park to another and then they now have uh their new water park which is volcano bay and i've I've toured volcano bay but i have not yet (laughs) ridden any attractions because y'all know how i feel about water parks but um, it was not open. It opens in March. Um, actually, no, they said today, February. Late February, it will open again. Um, but it it's amazing. There are a lot of really neat things at Volcano Bay. But we only did the two theme parks. We would have frozen <laughs> to death at the water park. Now, there, did you do anything new? Like, I don't, I don't, did they even have new stuff over there? When's the last time they had a new ride? They do. So I ha- we had never done Hagrid's and we we did it a couple of times during the day and then we were able to do it again at night. So it's the kind of the right now the newest ride um, and they have it's kind of a different system for it and it kind of changes frequently. But right now on the weekends they have a virtual queue which is a lot like the Rise of Resistance where you've got to try to get in the virtual line but then during the weekdays there's you can just go to the standby line so I just planned it so that our our first day which was Friday that we would just go straight to that and ride it as much as we could because I've been I was told that the virtual line actually takes longer than getting in line and doing standby so that's new and then they have a coaster that is almost finished and we don't know yet when they're going to open it, but I'm excited about that one. What now, did you did you have like a, a long wait when you're waiting in the standby? Like, how long did that take? Um, it took about uh, about 25 about 25 to 30 minutes. When we rode it that night, it we waited longer. Um, it was more like 40 minutes, but I would say that was our best ride. Doing it at night is amazing. It was really good during the day, but for some reason we were all like, that is so much better at night. So we loved, we loved that ride. It was, it's really fun. Has some surprises. I won't spoil any of that, but it's great. I loved it. What was, what is the theme of the new roller coaster? Did you, do you know what Um, that is? 
It's a velociraptor. I think Charity might know. She looks amped about it. Like, she is, like, in the oh, know. Oh, yes. I'm, I, I'm definitely excited about this. Well, did, did you guys know that I am part of the Jurassic Park cosplay group of Pittsburgh? <laughs> like, I, I don't know, myself I don't know and my kids. Well, be, because I did my, I uh, did the big Universal trip to uh, Universal Hollywood last year so that I could, well, in 2019, um, so that I could wear my costume out there for the races and uh-huh. do the whole Jurassic experience. But yes, I have been, um, I have been following the updates and very excited about the um, Velocicoaster. And, um, yeah, I think they just started testing it with people riding it. So we are, you know, we are getting very close. They, what they've announced so far is just that it's supposed to open for summer. I am really hoping they give us an official date so I can go down. I would love to be there for the opening. So I, I don't know what, what they did with Hagrid's was they actually, you know, announced an official date. Um, and so that made it really easy for people who were planning to be there for the opening, but with the new Jurassic World overlay on the ride out in Hollywood, they did not do an official date for that one, so that that was a lot more difficult for people to try to plan for with the opening of that, so I'm not sure which path they'll follow, um, but we're really hoping we'll see an official date soon. Rusty. Well, now it's for my favorite segment of the Disney podcast. It's called Let's Let Stephanie Describe Food. Tell us a little bit about what you ate and snacks and everything else. Okay. Wow. I f- want to feel like this is not a fat joke, so I'm going to just go beyond that. Um, we drank all the butter beer. All the butter beer. Which I've, I've actually done that before, but I feel like when you're there, you just have to do it. Kind of like a Mickey bar. You got to have a Mickey bar. Well, I do anyway, and I gotta have the butter beer. Um, so we we tried a lot of a lot of that. We ate at several places, honestly, that I've been before, but my my kids haven't. So I felt like it was a good experience for them. So we ate at Cowfish, which I love, and probably one of my favorite things was Tyler ordered the Elvis burger, and I can't even describe to you how tall it was. It was probably like five inches tall. It had two patties, bananas, peanut butter, bacon, and bread. Oh. Yeah. He tackled it. He he tore it up. Um, so that was fun to watch. Um, we got the burger sushi, which is the sushi made out of burger ingredients, which is kind of fun. Um, and then we just got a lot of little things to share. Um, we ate plenty. <laughs> Um, we ate at Leaky Cauldron. That was fun. Had the, uh, their fish. We decided though, that the, the fried fish is better at Epcot. We kind of had a vote on that, but overall we had plenty to eat. Lots of sugary stuff. Um, we had voodoo donuts. I mean, we did all the things. So, um, yeah, that's my general, like quick nutshell food. Todd? So what are the differences between Universal and Disney when it comes to COVID? Okay, good question. Um, There are a couple of things, major things. Um, One thing that I do appreciate about Universal is 
when you go enter into one of their resorts, um, you have your temperature taken and they give you a wristband and the colors change per day, but you get the wristband and that shows that you've had your temperature taken. So you don't have to do it like at the park entrances. So it's just a one, one time per day. I enjoyed that. You can just show your wristband. And then another major difference I think is, you know, at Disney, they have the hand sanitizers after every ride, but it's very much optional. Um, at Universal, they will bathe you in hand sanitizer before you get on the ride. It's like wearing a glove, basically. Um, so they do that and then they, they get you at the end. So you are fully sanitized when you get on every ride. I did not see as much uh, social distancing at Universal as I did at Disney, but I'm not sure if that's just because it was a, a later time frame that I went, you know, going in January. But those those are the key things I can think of. Okay. When I was so, there in July, I felt like they did a great job of the social distancing. So I, I would argue that it could be just people are sick and tired of it. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that concludes our universal portion of our podcast. But we are going to uh, talk to Charity about her trip to Disney World. So uh, here we go. All right, Charity. The question we always like to start with, where did you stay? Yeah, so um, this was this was a fun trip full of some new places for me. I did a, a lot of different things. So um, I have stayed at Coronado Springs before, um, but I have not stayed at the tower. Uh, the last time I was at Coronado Springs was before they built the tower. So started off the beginning of the trip as a kind of a training trip for my uh, with my travel agency and so my husband came along for the ride so we stayed in uh, the tower at Coronado Springs for four nights and then um, kind of as a Christmas surprise I had booked for my mom to come down and spend the last couple nights with me so we we did a few days and so we went from the tower we went to the Riviera and so that was of course my first time staying in the Riviera and then we went over and spent a night in the Contemporary so that was a first for there as well so three completely new places for me to stay this trip okay first question from me is why is the Riviera your new favorite resort oh my god best question ever um, we had visited, we've had dinner there, we've walked around and it's beautiful. And I think I've mentioned before, it, it's very much this nice, calm feeling like you have on Disney Cruise. It's just a, a really nice feeling. And I, I think my husband hit it right on the head. We, you know, we used to be Dollywood season pass holders and we would go every year. And we would stay at Dolly's Resort, the Dream More. And the Riviera is really like the perfect mix of the Dream More Resort and Disney Cruise Line. And for us, those are the two places that, you know, we just, we felt super comfortable with. I mean, it feels fancy and nice and you feel like it's something special, but at the same time, it feels really comfortable Real quick, did you like want... the inside or the outside more? Did you like 
like was it the pool and the and the and the 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 grounds that you liked or was it the decor of the inside what did you like about it um we well i mean the outside is beautiful but we're not especially pool people so the pool was not as much of a draw for us um we did have a balcony on our room so that was nice just to be able to sit on the balcony um you know the same way when you're on a cruise ship you sit on the veranda and you can just you know eat your eat your little snacks or whatever um, and just get to enjoy taking in the ambiance. Uh, we did the same thing on the balcony and that was really fun. I loved the activities. I have never, you know, I'm, I'm usually so busy in the park that I don't get to do sort of resort activities. And we're, you know, we're more with the value resorts or the moderate resorts and you know, when the activities are more like make a tie-dye something, that's not what's really pulled us in for activities before. But here we had um, painting, like I, I painted a cell of Tinkerbell, which was super fun. We also painted little ornaments, little like canvas ornaments. And like, that's the kind of activities that, you know, that we've had at uh, like the dream more, for example, Th those are the kind of things that we've done there. And we've really enjoyed, um, inside of the resort in general, I love the library that's right next to the little, um, petite cafe. I love the library, seeing the memorabilia there. Um, just getting to, you know, to sit down and relax and being in a really calming environment. So yeah, I guess it would be more the inside. Got it. Uh, did you have time to go to any parks or were you just, you know, stuck in your uh, trainings? For one of my days of trainings, we did go to the Magic Kingdom. And then when, uh, you know, when the training day was done, then Jeremy came over and um, and we spent the rest of the night at the Magic Kingdom. We did stop at Sleepy Hollow and uh, get the chicken waffle. That was the first time that we've done that. So thanks to you guys for the suggestion. Um, so we, we did that. And then we spent the full day on Saturday at Epcot, which happened to be the 20th anniversary of the day that I started working on the college program at Epcot. So it was, it was a pretty special day for me. Kind of sad to believe that I worked, you know, that I started working there 20 years ago. Um, but um, but it, it was a really nice day, and so we, we spent the whole day at Epcot there. So I did have a couple of full days in the park, but once we got to, you know, once we got to the deluxe resorts, then we were more there to enjoy the resorts and actually take it all in instead of, you know, our normal of really just sleeping at the resort. Hey, Charity, how were the crowds when you were there? Because you were there, what, a week after Todd and him? Is that correct? Well, maybe two weeks, two maybe weeks, two okay. weeks after. Yeah, because um, I just got back a couple nights ago. Okay. So um, crowd levels were were really pretty low. Um, I would say because I did my park days on a Friday and a Saturday, uh, my queues were, you know, a little bit longer. We weren't walking on to everything. Um, but I will second what Mark had talked about um, in the last episode of, seeing those times posted at a significantly higher number than what the queues actually were. I think um, I had 
time the couple out because I, I kept thinking, oh, this is, you know, I, I, I know, I know Rusty's called it before and he said it's about 40%, you know, that they've increased the number. I thought, but man, it, it really feels like it's even lower than that. Uh, for Thunder Mountain, it was posted at 45 and we waited 21. So, you know, it was just a little bit under half. Jungle Cruise, I think it was posted like 30 and we were on, you know, 17 or 18 minutes. So those are the two that I had timed out, but definitely everything that we rode, um, it was a shorter queue than what was posted. Okay. Did you feel like you um, ate at same places you always do, like your favorites, or did you try somewhere new? So we did try a couple of newer things. Um, so because we were at, you know, we stayed at new resorts, we did some new things there. Um, I did grab a Topolino's breakfast. So got to have the new, you know, modified character breakfast there. Um, also with my training, we did a character breakfast at um, Chef Mickey's which is not a usual for my family. Um, we've done it a couple of times and um, we've kind of stopped because the kids get really distracted and we've not really had a reason to go there without the kids. I would say definitely out of the two character breakfast that Topolino's blew us away. It was beautiful. The food was amazing. The character interactions were great. Even the pictures were significantly better. Um, Chef Mickey's, our table was more back in the corner. You know, you kind of had to bend around to get a picture where there wasn't, you know, a kid in a high chair between you and the characters because they, they couldn't quite come back to all the sections. They just would come into, you know, kind of your room, but they didn't actually come, you know, as close to you. Uh, depending on what table you were positioned at as Topolino did. So, so yeah, that was, you know, that was completely brand new for us was doing breakfast there. And the breakfast was delicious. Loved that. Um, we did try some new quick service restaurants. Of course, the quick service restaurants in the resorts were ones that we hadn't tried before. And um, aside from the menus all being really limited right now, Three Bridges at Coronado Springs, was really nice. Coronado Springs right now has really varied hours as far as what restaurant is open at what time. Um, so we ended up eating, you know, at, at some different locations there. And um, yeah, and everything there was really good. Um, contemporary, we tried the quick service. We hadn't tried that before. And the Riviera, I think we just ate everywhere. <laughs> and it was all amazing. All right. So... Let's ask our traditional COVID question since we haven't had a COVID question yet. What were your impressions of the way things went with the mask and the distancing and all that jazz for your trip, Charity? I I feel really safe when I'm at Disney. Um, I like that, you know, they have so many different measures that they put into place. I did find it a little interesting. I, I don't, I don't know that I've seen it talked about, so I was a little surprised when I would get a notification on my phone that said, thanks for wearing your mask. I, I felt like, oh, that was weird. Like, 
Disney, you know, is apparently looking at my pictures and, you know, within a few minutes of my picture coming up uh, in the My Disney Experience app, I get a notification of thanks for wearing your mask. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting this time uh, that, you know, those were popping up, but I really, um, I really was glad to see that happening. Uh, they had a lot of cast members out and, um, you know, thankfully I'm, I wear masks that are, you know, pretty well fitting. So I don't have a problem of them slipping down, but I did hear them, you know, definitely addressing people that either we were behind or people that we were near, uh, where cast members were, you know, really poignantly addressing people to tell them that they needed to put their masks on um, properly. They needed to pull them up the whole way. Um, or if they were snacking, they had to, to walk off to the side and stay stationary. So I felt like they were doing a really good job of that. And, it, and you know, like you guys, it was cold. So it didn't bother me to wear one at all. It, it, was, um, it was actually nice that it kept you kind of warm. Cherry, I've seen in the last uh, few weeks a lot of merchandise has been uh, uh, new releases going out. Did you did you pick any good souvenirs or merchandise up while you, while you were down there on your trip? I definitely did. I um I, I went down with the intention on doing some shopping. Um, of course, you know because I was going to be spending some time with my mom, and we were not doing the park. That was one of our main intentions was to go shopping. So I did bring home a lot. Um, I was really surprised at how many promotions and sales like they had going on. Disney Springs had the, like the dresses for little girls, the costume dresses. They had them buy one, get one free, which, you know, to me, that, that just never happens. I, I think we were there in the summer and maybe they were 45 instead of 60, which was already a great sale. But for them to be buy one, get one free, of course, that meant I came home with four. Um, I did a lot of uh, purchasing for, you know, client gifts for the families that travel um, with me. I like to make sure that they have something special to take home um, or something special to have with them to take on the trip. So I picked up a lot of items like that. Um, we also went over and went to the outlet and the Disney store, the Disney outlet store that they have there, um, it had a large selection of items. So I did, I did pick up a couple of items for myself there as well. Um, and, you know, stuff for the kids, more costume stuff. We're really big into costumes. Um, so there was a lot of costume items. I also picked up an ink and paint fervor that um, I just thought was too cute to pass up. So I, I think it may actually resemble your cookie from last from last episode. I bet it doesn't taste as good though. No, no, I I, I don't think it would. No, but um, yeah, I mean, as far as as far as we go, souvenirs come home with us every time. Um, we got some new infusible teas from the UK Pavilion. I've never tried those before, so that's. That's going to be something different. Um, in Japan, we picked up a little kit where you make your own candy. 
Um, so I'm excited to do that with the kids too. We, yeah, we, we really went with the intention of bringing home a lot of souvenirs and, and activities, think, things to work with. And um, yeah, we packed those suitcases full. Now, did you uh, have any like special magic moments or anything like that? Um, we were not expecting to have a, um, a room at the Contemporary that had such an awesome view. So we did, uh, we did end up right on the end where the water pageant comes by. And we were, you know, we were a stone's throw from the edge of the water. So we were in the rooms that were just about as, as close as you could get. So we got to experience the water pageant in, you know, in, in a better way than we've ever had it before. Um, so we picked up some quick service food and we, um, you know, and, and we sat in our room and got to watch the water pageant. And that was a special moment that, you know, it, that's nothing that we've ever been able to do before. Uh, anytime that I've seen the water pageant, it's been, you know, maybe I've been on the monorail and I've seen it go by. So for me to do that um, in our room and just have that special experience. And then at the Riviera, just getting to sit at the balcony at the room and, and just sit and enjoy. That was really nice. Um, and I, I don't know why, but I thought it was really fun and special that the TVs, in um, Coronado Springs in the tower and then in the Riviera. They're, they're customized and they say your names on them. And because it was a special surprise trip for my mom um, and her birthday, like it was a Christmas birthday gift um, that they had actually put, you know, happy birthday to my mom on the TV. It, it's simple, but it was really special. So it was just something, you know, something for us to remember. Yeah, Riviera really sounds like a cool place, Charity. I'm really glad you got to experience that. We, you know, yeah. you said something about the water pageant, and the water pageant's been a favorite here for years. Randy knows uh, he's supposed to chime in here, right, Randy? Work at you, work at you, work at you. Yeah, <laughs> the water pageant's one of our favorite things. <laughs> in Disney and this year, you know, they completed the path from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. And so uh, we made it a point to walk that one night. And one night we timed it exactly right where we were walking out as the water pageant was being uh, brought out under the bridge or they, of course, they rolled the bridge up and we waited and watched the water pageant roll by us on its way over to the Grand Floridian. And by the time we got up to our room, the, it was performing in front of the Polynesian, which was a perfect view for us because our, our hotel view was right out in front of the Polynesian. And, uh, you know, that, that is a special thing um, because when you're a kid, you see the water pageant and you think, oh man, that'd be so cool to stay in one of those hotels where you can see, you know, the water pageant. And, you know, sometimes it just, you, you know, when, when it happens where you, where you're, where you can see it. And I remember staying at the contemporary for the first time and seeing it and just being like, this is amazing. Like, this is what I remember from my childhood. So I don't want to ramble too long, too long. Don't want to, to uh to get too romantic there but uh man what a great episode i love it when you guys tell us about your disney trips those are some of my favorite episodes stephanie i'm glad or charity i'm glad you got to enjoy that stephanie 
Um, I'm glad you got to enjoy Universal. We recorded another long episode tonight, and that is totally fine. I hope you stuck with us. Thanks to everybody who uh, who recorded with us tonight. Thanks to everybody who downloaded and is listening now. Remember to check us out on our social media. Mark would is probably going to get on to me because Mark is the one who's telling me we need to encourage people to check out our social media platforms more. Check us out on our Facebook. Mark, anything you want to add? Uh, just to, to, if you like the episode and you like the podcast, be sure to uh, like and subscribe to both our Facebook account and whatever platform you're using. And if you could leave us a, a review on uh, Apple, would be uh, greatly appreciated so we can get out to a, to a larger audience. Yeah, a, a positive review, hopefully. So any, <laughs> anyways, all right, well, you're never too old to wish upon a star.